And three, two, <laughs> one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Buddies Buddies podcast. That's the final name. We're never discussing this ever again. If you have a better name, leave it below. We'll run it by the misses of the pod. And we'll move on from there. But, guys, Tennessee coming up big over South Carolina. 28 first quarter points again. And the Vols pull out the big win, 45-20. to 20. What, are, what are the thoughts? What do we think? Happy? Sad? It's hard to know. What's another, yeah. Just another just game. Another routine butt whipping, I mean. All we do now. Hey, I was the only one that said we needed to do that to buy us in. And we did it, and now we're bought in. Am I right? I don't think you're the first person to suggest that winning would make us buy in. I I don't know. I I need to see some research on that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this week is Kyle's homecoming edition of the podcast. There he is in the top right, the bucket hat. Beautiful shout out to Khalil McKenzie. Um, Kyle, yeah. what do you think about the South Carolina win? Uh, well, I do like that. Every you know, a lot of people was like, "Well, uh, Missouri and South Carolina were really bad defenses, so blah blah blah." Like taken away from us a little bit, but I'm like, we've played them really bad before, and we struggled to win. So I'm glad that it. I, I'm glad that we just like murdered them you know and blew them out so that was my uh, my takeaway is like if they're really bad then fine but we must be at least a decent to really good team to blow them out like we did so that's my thought yeah i mean their defense was definitely rated a lot higher than their offense but um got a little scared there near the uh you know middle of the game when we just kind of weren't doing much of anything but we didn't really have to right Um, so i don't know how much i buy into that but um so last week's score predictions kyle you said 38 21 tennessee caleb you said 34 31 tennessee chris 30 to 21 um austin our guest last week the uh resident south carolina fan said 27 24 um south carolina oh gosh and I said forty-eight to twenty. So please, um, round of applause for only being three points off my prediction. Yeah, I've been I'm been good at that this year. But, yeah. But uh, Chris, Caleb, what do you guys think? Um, happy. What What do you think about the uh, South Carolina performance? By all means, Caleb. I mean, Take it away. I'm just like. It's uh, it's just really nice to be able to watch a game and have like no stress. So, of course, I'm happy, but um, I don't know. I'm just feel like I'm gonna live much longer now that we're just winning so easily. Chris, I mean, I'm I, like I said before. I still don't really exactly know what to think about it because, like Kyle said, they are doing a good job of trying to say, well, these teams are kind of bad. But all said, the scheme has been there all year, and now like a big moment for me was was Jalen Hyatt making that touchdown grab, like in in double coverage. It was it was a grown man catch, and it was something that he was dropping. 
earlier in the year. Guys were making catches and making runs that we were getting stuffed on and they were getting drops. So it feels like we are getting better. So it's cautious optimism going forward. I think we're actually good. That's the kind of the conclusion I'm coming to. We're doing, like you said, Chris, we're doing something that none of the previous, however many four coaches have done is get better throughout a season. We're hitting, we're, we're hitting the passes now. We're catching the balls. We're, we've reduced the penalties like a crazy amount. How many do we have? A couple against South two, Carolina. Two for 30. Two. Wow, I didn't know. So, four penalties the last two games. We're demolishing bad teams, like yeah. doubling the spread every week. We're beating us like Alabama would beat them. That's why yeah. my background is what it is. I'm at the happiest place on earth. Dollywood at Christmas time, folks. <laughs> Buy your tickets. Get ready. Oh. Can balls. you sausages? <clears throat> I'm putting a question mark after this statement, but the Vols are back. Oh, my gosh. What? Exclamation point. Question mark. Okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that, but. Yeah, Tennessee, um, so just a few notes I have written down. We were 12 of 17 on third downs against South Carolina, which I think against that defense, it's a you know middle-of-the-road SEC defense. Pretty good. Uh, we didn't have yeah. to go for it on fourth down for once, but... I feel like we're getting, a lot of, we're getting a lot of short third downs because we've been really efficient on first and second yeah, down. that's what I was going to say. A lot of those were just... Hey, line up, you know, go get one or two yards and, and get it. So, um, we also had our first 100 yard wide receiver on the season, Valus Jones. Congratulations, yeah. sir! <laughs> Incredible to think at this point that we we just got a uh, 100 yard wide receiver. So, We're spreading the wealth. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to versus Missouri. Yeah. Just ran the ball. Yeah. Um. But any other thoughts from South Carolina, Austin? We uh, send our condolences to South Carolina. Tough loss. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Austin. My friends EJ and Chadvis, lots of South Carolina people in my life. They're good fans. Um, I don't like your coach. <laughs> He's a lunatic. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about the, yes. the announcers? Calling every single good thing South Carolina did, Beamer Ball, like, oh wow, 15 yard pass, Beamer Ball. I mean, their only passing touchdown on the day came from like a 44 yard punt. The fake punt? Yeah, so. I will grant that one play as Beamer Ball, but. That was Beamer Ball. That was one play, like, I remember they punted before that. And I was like, oh, they're going to fake it. But they didn't. And then that one was like, oh, they might fake it. And they did. And they scored. So I'm like, okay. Like, did nobody did, expect them to fake it? Like, what are we? Did you watch our players? Just like, they, they were like. Uh, they were like. <laughs> they saw the guy and looked at the punter <laughs> trying to throw the ball. And said, what? Like, it, it was remarkable. Remarkable. Yeah. He wound um, up any test of Verde and just. Ooh. And our guys just just watched it happen. <laughs> oh man! Four, we, four, four different South Carolina people attempted a pass in that game. Pretty sure it was four. Well, can we laugh? 
Uh-oh. One of the most hilarious plays of the season. What, what was that, Caleb? Sorry, you broke up. Say, can we please get a good laugh in about their halfback pass? <laughs> uh, yeah. The one that was thrown by a defensive end? Oh, yeah, I don't know who it was. but In it the was red zone there? <laughs> pretty atrocious. The interception. I uh, thought it was that it, it for the first time did not work for the other team. Yeah, yeah. it's like we learned. Like they're like, oh, it worked for the past three teams. We let's try it, and we finally stopped it. I'm well, like the funny thing was more. We I think we bit on their fake. It's just they faked it from the five yard line, so we just like took three steps back and intercepted it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that defense, though, we were down a couple of uh, key defenders. Theo Jackson didn't play. Uh, Brandon Turnage, Alabama transfer, in his in his uh, shoes there, ended up earning what SEC Defensive Player of the Week honors, right? Let's Great. go, Brandon. Yeah, congratulations. Um, zero turnovers, though. Two SEC games in a row with zero turnovers. Hendon Hooker, our boy Herndon, is just killing it with the efficiency and what is he, number one in the SEC and number five in the nation in quarterback rating? Is that right? Yes. We're so proud of him. Oh, man. So proud of him. Mm. Um, so what else we got about South Carolina? Any other thoughts or are we ripping this rearview mirror off this vehicle and looking forward? Forward. Forward. No, it's forward. Forward. <laughs> what y'all said. What, what, okay, Kyle said what we yeah. said. <laughs> That's right, folks. This Saturday, 7.30. Chris, I lied to you this past Saturday and said it was on ESPN2. It's on SEC Network at 7.30. Tennessee versus Ole Miss. The Vols 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and one in the conference. Ole Miss 4-1. and one. I didn't look up the conference record. What are they, 1-1? One and one? Two and one. I don't know. Who cares? It's Ole Miss. Tennessee leads the all-time series, though, 44-19 and one tie. When was the last time the Vols and Ole Miss, Ole Miss met? Who knows the answer? That not 2014. 2014. It's <clears throat> crazy. It's 2021. We're playing Ole Miss for the first time in seven years. What the Blank, heck? Texas A&M in Missouri. Yeah. Um, that wasn't the – was that the one where, J- like, Justin Hunter got, like, a ricochet? No, that's 2011. 2014 2010. was the 34-3 Butch Jones. No. Yeah, that was the – 2014 was the greatest day. The guy with the, the Tennessee sweater vest. That's the uh, most – 34-3 better. Butch Jones. Balls lost. That guy. Good yeah. Job, Chris. That was Bad. good. That was good. Yeah, that, that was that guy, but – Ole Miss favored by two and a half. The over-under is set at 82. <sighs> oh, it's going to be an exciting football game. Kyle, what you thinking? You got the bucket hat on. You're heading to, to kneeling on Saturday. What's what's going to happen? What are your thoughts? Um, so, I guess my, my thoughts are both offenses are going to score a ton. And they're both really, really good. I think the game is going to be won on defense as saying, I don't think it's going to be like the first to 60 points wins. I think it's going to be like the first to f- the first defense to five stops wins. Like it's really going to like, 
I don't even know. Like someone was saying today on the radio that like Old Miss is telling like their team, like, hey, let's stop the other team. Let's hold the other team to at least 31 points, and then we'll get at least, you know, 34, 40, 50 points. So, I mean, if they're setting their goal at, like, hopefully holding us to 31 points, I mean, my God. And I don't know. I I just think that if you say offense is a wash, I like our defense better than their defense. I think our defense isn't just, like, a notch above their defense. I think our – Defense is probably two or three notches above their defense. Well, according to the NCAA official website for statistics, Tennessee's defense and total defense is 47th and Ole Miss is 100th. So, yeah, I mean, twice I don't know if this good. is true or not, like, but someone, someone like it, I guess last week or two weeks ago said that like uh, Ole Miss had only like sent a blitz three times the entire year. Yeah, they don't like, have they've only many been, sacks. Yeah, they they've only it's only like three down linemen and they don't do any pressures at all. It's just three. They put three down linemen and they just the other eight just kind of like their first steps back. They run yeah, they're three two six and have one of the worst defenses in college football. Yeah. Well, apparently their corners and whatnot just they they send everyone back because they have no faith in any of their secondary. Not one of them. So it's kind of going to be like air that we're running and throwing against. Right. Caleb, what do you think? What's the, what's the difference this week? Defense, offense? I think it's going to be mistakes, turnovers, and penalties. I mean, if either team has a plus two in the turnover margin, they're definitely going to win. If we go back to our penalty streak, those are just drive killers. And I really don't like our chances, but I think if we play a clean game, for the most part, we have a really good chance. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing, um, Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, who ESPN has anointed the next Heisman winner, um, has zero interceptions thrown on this season. So, if we're going to get some turnovers, we're going to need to get it, and. Uh, Hopefully we can force a couple of uh, interceptions, but rip that ball out. Alante Taylor, pick it, get us some free cookies. Just do whatever you got to do. Man, we got to win this game. Um, So total offense on the note of total defense, Tennessee is 18th in the country in total offense. Ole Miss is second, right behind Ohio State for first in total offense. Um... What what do you think? Is this going to be a letdown game for our defense, Kyle? Do you you think our defense will will stop Ole Miss's offense? Uh, I mean, there. I think Ole Miss is going to score a ton of points. I think they're going to carve us to pieces. But I think we get, like I said, I think it, we're going to. If you say the first team to three stops or the first team to five stops wins the game, I think Tennessee gets more stops than Old Miss gets stops. Like, if we can – I mean, my God, if we start them out with, like, a, a, a three and out or we hold them to a field goal, like, twice, and who knows if Lane Kiffin will just go for it on fourth down from his own red zone. You know, who knows. Um, but I think if if we say, are we going to stop them? I mean – Hopefully we hold them less than like thirty four points. Thirty four? Okay. Yeah. 
Chris, what do you? Well, I mean, what do y'all? What do y'all think? What do you think is like a good number for us to hold them to? Zero. <laughs> I think if we hold them to thirty-four, we will win. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think too. I think we win by double digits if they score just thirty-four. How about forty-two? Okay, okay. We'll we'll get to score prediction. Let's just stay. What, what do you need to see from our defense to convince you that okay, they can compete against the top offenses? They can, you know, limit those points because how many how many points does Florida score? What thirty-eight, right? Thirty-seven, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So. If you can do that, I mean, Ole Miss's defense clearly not what Florida is. Florida is near the top 25 nationally in defense. But, uh, I mean, we've not seen them let us down yet, I guess. Maybe the Pittsburgh game, but. I don't I mean, know. They were down pretty good against Florida's offense. But then again, we were just anemic on offense. So yeah, they were out. I think if you told us we th- we would score 38 or. Florida would score 38 against us. I think you would probably yeah. feel like we would have a decent chance to win, right? But I do feel like that the defense is going to be having plenty of rest in this one. There, or I don't know. Actually, no. I feel like there's hey, going to be a lot of short drives. That's something that has improved since I brought it up on the podcast. Here is our time of possession keeps going up. Last week we held the ball longer than Missouri. Caleb, don't sigh. Don't sigh. This week we were close to South Carolina, so they're listening and we're winning football games. Um, I, was just, I was just thinking, like, on, on the one hand, I think this game is going to get played in the 60s, but on the other hand, given Ole Miss's defensive proclivities, I think we may just run the ball constantly, and right. that may keep the score down a little bit and keep our defense off the field. So, I mean, I don't know. We've been consistently running for over 200, like near 250. But doesn't Ole Miss also do that? Isn't, isn't Ole Miss like in the top 20 in, in rushing efficiency or rushing statistics or what, however they are compiled? Not off the top of my head, but Corral's only thrown for 300 yards twice this season, so you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a good rushing team. I just feel like we're going to put up more of a fight on the like we're gonna stop their run yeah more than they're gonna stop our run yeah i think our defense yeah. is gonna be the key to this game like yeah i mean if we're if we're both gonna run the ball if they're gonna run the ball and we're gonna run the ball i think that is us by two scores or more do we like our secondary though we haven't been peppered in a passing attack since what's his name kenny pickett like it, I mean, Emory Jones hit some stuff against us, but it was Pickett really just knifed us in the passing game. I don't know if I have a lot of confidence still. Like South Carolina and Missouri were running a lot. We I didn't mean, really. Our passing attack is kind of just sit in zone and don't let anything over top, though. Like, yeah, and that's part of just giving up a lot of points. It's just okay. Yeah, we'll give you the six, seven yard route but you're not going to throw it 60 yards 40 yards you know but to to chris's point though i would say like what i think you have to define this game differently than other games on what's a successful defensive you know strategy like when we say are we going to stop old miss from passing absolutely not but like yeah 
But I mean, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't trust our uh, secondary to stop them, you know, six out of ten times. But maybe they stop them like three out of ten times, and those three is enough. How nice is that? We're just gonna like that takes so much of the anxiety of the game off my shoulders. We're gonna sit there and just know someone's scoring. It is. Not, I, I disagree. I think it's going to cause way more anxiety. I'm never <laughs> going to feel comfortable in this game. If we're up four touchdowns, I will not feel comfortable. Whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. We have to have the ball last is what it feels like to me. But also on that, on the flip side of that, on the good side, though, if we go down four scores and it's halftime, I still feel like we can come out and win the second half. Yeah. Chris, so don't leave at halftime. You hear that? Yeah, no leaving at halftime. We'll see how comfortable the seats are. Well, I'll no, be, you're not leaving. I'll be keeping the tailgate warm for you if you do choose. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. We're, we're here after what? When's the last time we felt confident about the, the program in general? Um, not just like, oh, we can win this game, but like just feel confident that the program's heading in the right direction. When was the last time that you felt that? Halftime of the Georgia game in 2019. Yeah, oh, well, yep, yep, yep. Wow. That is true. Okay. Well, walk, walk it back Wednesday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Remind me, what was that game? I... We got the huge goal line stop on Georgia. They were... I forget what the score. We were like down three or up three or something. Russell Smith comes on the so, post or halftime. We're winning the game. We're winning. Was it last year, Georgia? Yeah, last year, Georgia. What about yeah. that? Weren't we winning at halftime? Did you not feel? Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, twenty. That, yeah, that okay. was probably what I meant. I was thinking. Yeah, like, Jeremy Pruitt last year. Like what? Um, yeah, that that was the last moment, I guess. But it was crazy because as soon as JG like turned the ball over just once he just went back to old jg and it was just, the season was done after his first turnover it wasn't just the offense like everything collapsed yeah, yeah it was. shock oh defining moment espn 30 for 30 um uh, moment for sure so let's get a little <laughs> bit of score predictions caleb what are you feeling tennessee versus um, I'm feeling 55 to 52 Tennessee. Oh, baby, Chris. 63. Oh my God. <laughs> 56. Tennessee. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> uh, 51. 42 Tennessee. Jesus. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to pick <laughs> traditional 6-3 SEC score. <laughs> um, you know, it, God, what a bunch of scores. Suckers. Like, all your intuition says that we're going to go nuts. I bet it's like in the 30s. Well, I got to think about it now. So, Hypo likes to go for it on fourth down. So, I got to eliminate a couple of field goals from my score prediction. Which is what happened last week. Like I had it right, but you know the five, how easy it turns into an eight. It it just messed me up. This week, he loves field goals before halftime, though. Just don't this forget week, that. fifty-two to forty-nine Tennessee. 
Oh, man, we've all picked the Vols to win. Can't wait to be just despondent and terrible on Saturday night. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're, Quite we're possibly really early good. Sunday morning. We're setting ourselves up for some real pain here. But, but then, well, I think that's that's a good talking point for me yeah. is saying even if we lose, I'm still really happy where we're at right now. You know, I said in the group chat earlier, it's like I'm expecting to win, obviously, and I really do think I'm expecting us to win. But if we don't win, I'm still excited that I'm legitimately have a uh, the idea to think that we should win. Well, you know, what, like I'm still excited. Does the does the type of loss play yeah, that at all? Like, if we lose, you know, forty-two to seventeen, like, are you going to be like, oh, well, you know, look at the shake in South Carolina, Missouri. No, I mean, I think, I think I would come in and say, oh man, we could have done this, we could have done that in that specific game, but overall, going into this season, it wasn't about the old Miss game. Uh, the only time, the only I'm looking at the whole season now. The only time I probably get pissed is if we get like boat raced by Kentucky. That's the only thing that's going to really piss me off the rest of the season. Everything else is kind of like house money. I mean, that is, yeah, that is a really good point. Do agree? I'm with Kyle. I I had no expectation of winning this game before the season, so the fact that we all kind of think we might win is good enough for me. If we lose 42 to 17, I'm just going to say, okay, well, we're not quite ready yet. Let's go beat the terrible teams on our schedule and go seven and five. I mean, who's terrible? Vandy, South Alabama, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when we did our season predictions in the first episode, you all three picked Ole Miss to win, to win, and I picked UT to win. So. I thought Missouri. Uh, I, I thought balls. like Missouri was going to beat us. I thought for sure, yeah. Reach again. Hang on. Maybe not on this podcast, but like in the summer, me and Chris were talking. Yeah, and I was like, it's seven thirty Missouri. No, Kyle, win. you and me had Missouri to win. Chris, you and Caleb had Missouri to lose or Missouri to win. Me and Kyle had UT to win. Yes, that's, that makes yeah, that's sense. That's okay. Real. Yes. Um. So. Yeah. Um. But first time Wayne Kiffin coming back to Knoxville as a head coach. I mean, you just got to think, as emotionally driven as this guy is, he's going to try everything in his power to win this football game. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Caleb? I mean, I think you, hopefully, for Ole Miss's sake, he tries every week to win. (laughs) (laughs) He goes into a football game. I'm not going to do everything I can. All right, Mr. Bucket Hat, what do you think? Kiffin going to have his boys extra motivated. He's been playing Rocky Top at practice all week, which somebody should let him know we don't even play it in the game anymore. But what do you think? I, I, like, the, well, the one thing that I was thinking, and like someone mentioned this today, was like I think that this has become a really big game with a really big atmosphere. Like he might – Lane Kiffin actually might do something – stupid on his end that he wouldn't have done if it wasn't such a big game. So I think that he's going to, this big game atmosphere and the checker kneeling and the night game and being sold out and his first time back, that might push him over the fence to do something stupid that he wouldn't have done before. 
Do y'all remember the first offensive play when Kiffin came back as offensive coordinator for Alabama? Was it the standard play action nine route that's always open? It's like that wide receiver screen that just went untouched for like a seventy oh, yard yeah. touchdown. <laughs> the same thing they do every single year. It, it, yes. We were genu- genuinely excited that we could win that game and that happened first play and it's like, oh, oh yeah, we're Tennessee. Um where was I gonna I, I was gonna go. Somebody bail me out here. What, what what are the keys this weekend? What do you want to see on offense? Tyon Evans with 250 yards. Or more. He's been flirting with it. He's been flirting with it. Um, one thing I did try to research was injuries, and I it's impossible in this day and age of college football to get an injury report, so... No clue who was out for either team, um, but I, I think we're looking pretty good on injuries this week. And apparently yeah. Ole Miss had several against Arkansas, especially in the secondary. I did see from Arkansas's 24-7 site that um, a bunch of the players that went down in the game did come back. Um, one offensive lineman did not, though, so I'm not sure if he'll play, but... RIP. I mean, I think uh, Theo Jackson coming back and having a week of rest. You know, you know, he's basically just had a bye week. But and Cooper Mays having plugged Turnage in there for a week and yeah, F- SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Like hell yeah, yeah. that's um, more depth that's there. Like oh, yeah, man. you got it. More important to have back Theo Jackson or Cooper Mays. I'm not. Theo Jackson. Theo Jackson, because his I... backup was SEC Defensive Player of the Week. What do you mean? I'm uh, not convinced Cooper Mays is good. Yeah, yeah. same here. I'm, like, the, I'm Theo Jackson. Okay. I like the cohesiveness no. that we've no. run with the last couple of weeks without Cooper Mays. Now, granted, it's against South Carolina and Missouri, but they've just Thank there's you. been a nice chemistry there. I don't, we haven't had all the stupid penalties on the line either. I don't know if that has anything to do with him or not, but. We haven't had false starts and holdings all over the place. Oh, yeah. Lord. I value consistency here. That's something I wanted to bring up. What do you guys think about officiating this year? Like, It's, it's just as bad as every other year. I mean, yeah. it just feels like so many blatant calls are missed. Like, And I'm not even complaining against Tennessee, but, like, you know, just so many calls. It's like, that's, that's holding. Like, where's the flag? Like, what what's happening? Like, it feels like officiating is definitely taking a step down. What do you guys think? Same same opinion as Caleb. Okay. Yeah, the one thing that stood out to me in just other SEC games was like an obvious instant replay call is no longer obvious. Yeah. Okay. There's. And yeah. The fact that I'm still smarting over that third down spot, fourth down spot against Pitt. Like, yeah. I'd like to be five and one right now. Gosh. Yeah. You. Five and one ranked, and this would be not on SEC Network. It would be headlining everything. And that would be nice. Well, it's already, I mean, the world is already descending on Knoxville for this matchup. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, coming. ESPN is like third place now because we got Barstool Sports coming in. We got everybody. We got, oh, we we got, got Josh Payton town. The inter- the internet is coming. Cable's not coming, but the internet's coming. <laughs> well, cable, about? Ca- cable TV is dead, so yeah, the world of internet is upon us. Um, we need to get Brandon Walker at the tailgate. Yeah, let's talk some wrestling. Would he hate us? Would he hate hey, us? I think he get him on the. Somebody message him. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> yeah. God, he would tear us to pieces. <laughs> yeah, we'll take any famous guest, you know. Just, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's the here. most famous person that we could conceivably get on here? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I want, my, my dream right now is to get Matt Dixon, just because I think he would scare <laughs> us in just such good conversation that I... I we got to think recently achievable, okay? We can't, we can't be talking on. about getting somebody on a... On a Let's get Matt on for uh, Kentucky League. I think we could convince Tony to come on. We'll, we'll talk to him at Smoothie King on Friday. Oh, hell. <laughs> Smoothie King Friday. Uh, Tony event, Roger birthday, everybody go check it out, so... Um, what else? What else we got for uh, for Tennessee Ole Miss? What are we thinking, Kyle? What what hats are you packing when you when you head down to Knoxville? Oh, I'm not packing any. I'm gonna go buy some. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my backpack's coming just almost barely empty, and I'm hoping to put stuff in it to come are back. You worried about supply chains though? What if they don't have any hats? Well, I'm I'm not worried. You're not worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God bless America, right? Caleb, what hat are you wearing this week? What is that? I can't see the logo. That's my Rockleman hat. Oh, beautiful. Oh. I don't know what I'll wear Saturday. I haven't quite decided yet. Natural hat. Um, are, we, are, we, are we legit orange section? Yeah, we're legit orange section. So, yeah, okay, somebody I didn't mentioned it earlier. Um, Checker Nealon is back. What, we're... We've never won a game in Checker Neal. No, we won one game, correct? Uh, 2016 30, Florida. 38 in a row, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a bad checker because it's going to be pretty cool. I don't feel like... I just, can we people stop? Is... Can we please stop with the nonsense? Matt, Who cares? Get off my lawn. It, people wear orange and white intermittently anyways. Just, it's a, you know, it's like a Hubble yeah. deep field checker kneeling, like... We checkered. Remember how cold it was for the first one, 2014 Florida? It was legitimately freezing. It was yeah. 40s. It was yeah, great. Want... Be the hero whirly game? Yeah, That's that was right. the 10, the 10 to 9. Oh, yes. Are you oh. Yeah, I mean, I went and bought like a just a plain white hoodie because I was in the white section. So I just went to Walmart and bought a white hoodie. See, it's sad. Makes people have to go spend money at. at local national businesses that already have enough money allows them to uh, spend encourages them just terrible so you guys Rather, are all in, fla- in favor of uh, Checker Neeland of course I yeah. truly don't yeah I mean yeah I'm for having fun if people want to have fun gun to no. your head no. keep it or 
rid of it forever, which one do you take? No, it makes the game about the fans. It's not about the fans. Your job is to show up, be loud, and cheer on the balls. The game is about the team. But I think when they're in the checker, from my experiences uh, going to different games, checker kneeling has been the loudest games I've been a part of. Yeah, it makes the spectacle. It makes them louder. Yeah, they're, it's in their head. They feel the spectacle. They don't feel they're not on their phones as much. They're not doing the wave as much. They're into it. Caleb, like, I see I you think, down there. I, I see you thinking with me. Remember before we had to do this gimmicky BS to get the fans loud? Remember that time, Caleb? Remember when we were me. really, really good at football? Yeah, exactly. Stop checkering Neyland, okay? It's checkered enough in the end zones. That's all you need to cheer for is to get in the end zone. Stop. Just stop. But I will say this, Matt. I, I'll agree on this point with you on saying if you do checker Neyland, don't wear alternative uniforms. You have to wear orange. Like, the checker kneeling with the smoky grays was the dumbest thing ever. Well, we, I mean, that was the only time we ever wanted checker kneeling, so maybe you should argue, argue we should wear alternate uniforms. No, I mean, I don't care about superstition. Okay. Well, I'm just going by aesthetics and looks. He lives in New York, but he's not a Yankees fan, folks. Speaking of aesthetics, shout out to Caleb for his viral tweet about what V-O-L-S letters <laughs> should be in the south upper deck end zone. Danny White, let's talk about this. I'm starting to really like the guy. I, I think do too. Yeah. I, like he's reaching out. He's doing a good job. He's sort of, he, he, he saw the initial backlash to his kind of corporatese hollowness that he would put out there he steered into this texture buddy stuff like i think and i think he's starting to really understand this place a little more and i think he's gonna get a big time lesson on saturday i'm just i so far so good good returns from him because i think caleb's i think caleb had the most response or like most likes on any response in there so He's definitely going to look at that. So you may be indirectly responsible for getting us the letters back in the color and tech font that we need. I'm going to take full credit. You should. That's what Tony would do. (laughs) (laughs) Like we've not been carrying it since. One. Two. Well, oh man. Awkward times. Dead air. I, I I honestly felt some anxiety there. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about this. Like, um, Danny White, mm-hmm. will he come be a part of the podcast since he's interacting with fans? That's an interesting thought. Highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Since Matt's gone and he hates this stuff, can we talk about advanced stats for a second? Please do. Bill C has us winning by four. Cool. And his little number thing, and he says it's going to be a 33-29, and then parentheses, needs 40 more points. So he thinks it's going to be very high scoring, and that we're going to win. How how has he been, like, I, I haven't followed him very much. Has he been pretty accurate? Or in his case? He's, 
he's about the same as he always is, which is like 55% against the spread. And like he's usually off on like the absolute score by like 10 points on average or something. So is he? Is the ESPN FPI still have us a 54% favorite? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was like 52 or 53. It's oh! <laughs> pretty crazy, but it also favors us in uh, Kentucky now, right? I believe I saw I'm, that. Oh, we're going to murder Kentucky. In Kentucky is straight garbage. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... Speaking of Matt Dixon, he had Kentucky like 12th in his SEC standings or something ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking of 12th in SEC standings, the Vols recruiting class for next year is rated 12th. All right, let's not talk SEC about that, Matt. Right now. Easy, when are we going to get some that. recruits? All right, Matt. That's too I will say this. I don't know if we're still talking about this, but... If and when we beat Ole Miss, do we start climbing the Alabama mountain? Yes. Yeah. Shut up. I think, de- oh. I think depending on how we beat Ole Miss. I'm at the peak of every mountain right now. Like, I think this team, the way it's playing right now, could beat any team on the schedule. So, okay. I'm at the base of Georgia Mountain, but... <laughs> Any other team, I think we could beat. Yeah, I think uh, Alabama got exposed a little bit, and I'm not saying we're going to beat them. I'm just saying that, like, depending on how we play Ole Miss and if we beat them and how we beat them, I might be excited about Alabama. What about that game, though? Texas A&M taking down Alabama. Like, that Texas A&M backup quarterback looked like absolutely yeah. worthless the past two or three weeks, and they beat Alabama. Like, what the heck? Didn't just beat them. Like, they clearly outplayed them. They whipped them at both points of attack. They made the they survived the wave, which I don't. You just don't see against Alabama. When Alabama decides to come back and beat you in the event that they're behind, they beat you. And somehow they did not succumb to it. It was inexplicable and odd, especially given that guy had sucked. He got hurt and came back. What did they do to him in that tent? I don't. Well, I said in the uh, in the chatter and IRL, I don't remember that he got a shot of morphine. That was my. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was in the chat. I because I mean, it was like he went in hurt and came out like. Ready to storm the beaches of Tuscaloosa? There, like that was that was insane. I feel like that was an all-or-nothing game for them, and like Jimbo had to have it. What about that final kick, though? Have you ever seen a kick that just yeah, that just was straightened crazy. up? It was yeah. like, oh, is he, he's going to doink it off the upright, and then just oh no, just looked like you with the driver, man. Had to say that. Was- hey, it goes the other way, and then back to the middle. To the right, usually. Interesting. Um, Let's have a segment on tailgating. I'm excited about the tailgate. Okay. 
Do we want to get so out our tailgating uh, location for this Saturday? Come get your autograph by Buddy's Buddies. Buddy's <laughs> <laughs> Buddies. I think it would be kind of hilarious well, if we took a screenshot right now. Make a face. I'll print out a few of those and let's sign them and just have them. Oh, <laughs> I'll bring that hat and the first person will all sign it and give him that hat, okay? No. I, no. I think I legitimately promote this. <laughs> it would be, just don't, don't put Sesame Street on it, okay? That They, they that won't print it then. Very cute. That was very cute, Caleb. And yes, we're <laughs> all right. So, me and Chris. We're getting out there really early, right, Chris? And me? Going- what is- Matt, okay. Well, I, sure. I thought Let's- you were coming later. Oh, no. That's Caleb. He has responsibilities. Are you, are you staying with the- responsibilities. Friday night? Yeah, we're stay- doing an emergency Friday night, all night podcast. Oh. Up all oh. night. Yeah, we got a sponsor. It's, we're going uh, from 9 o'clock until kickoff. Yeah, yep. We are. Who all no. was shaking their head just then? Kyle, was that you? 22-hour show. Can we do it? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, how confident are you that there will be no delays or cancellations in your travel plans? Pretty confident. Okay. I yeah. Know, what? You know, just the only thing that I'm going to worry about is like, my uh, one of my layovers is like really really quick. Like from the time I land to the time my next one boards is like thirty five minutes. So, uh, one of those things. We'll be fine. We're looking at the weather forecast right now. Well, what we that is so that is rain amazing. was forecasted recently, right? But it's rain moved. forecasted, but I have noticed that the trend has moved from it being an all-day mostly rain event. Ooh, it's changed again. Okay, so it's moved from yeah, it was pr- originally projected to be all-day spotty showers, like a forty to fifty percent chance. But it, what it looks like now is that the bulk of the rain is going to be three a.m., four a.m., five a.m. You got your highest chance of rain at 6 a.m. at 76%. And then by the time Kyle and I will be getting there at 7 a.m. on the dot when the garage opens, I'm getting in there first. We we have a TV this time. (laughs) We have to get a spot with a TV. Barring that. (laughs) Sorry. With the Electricity. Yes. But it, but it, it appears by... Like 11, there's basically no chance for rain. So the rest of the day, by the time the rest of y'all come, it should be really, really nice. If it's tad breezy and cool. What's the food plan? That's my next question. Right, yeah. Mr. DoorDash International up in the top right wants to know, what is it? McDonald's. Oops. McDonald's. No. <laughs> no. Where's where go? Whoops. There we there go. There he is. Hit the no. button. You know what? I'll, We're gonna... I'll run I'll run to the grocery store after or before. I'm sure our listeners really love something. our food planning. Well, okay, listeners, if you want to come by our tailgate, please bring a food item for us to eat. Uh, yes. 
We're so Everyone bring a covered dish, please. It, it is the Kyle's Homecoming Edition. Not only that, it's his birthday. Birthday, is my birthday Saturday, correct? Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. 33, yeah. yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Last time I went to a Tennessee game on my birthday, we lost to Kentucky for the first time in 26 years. Shit. <laughs> you were at Kentucky in yeah. 2010? Yeah. Was it 2010 or 2011? 2011. 2011. Set by John Bryce's parents. <laughs> and they're really happy about it. Well, at least we were only, you know, a field goal away from staying in it there. Oh. We were so we Tyler had, Bray didn't want to go to the ball game. Apparently, that's one that I'm glad was at twelve. Like we always complain about noon games, but I'm glad that was at twelve. Like, oh gosh, it sucked getting up there, and it sucked leaving. <laughs> yeah, we we drove out. We had plans to like hang out and like go out to eat somewhere good, and we ended up eating into Arby's. Like, hey, hour. The Arby's in London, or Corbin, Kentucky. Hey. And it was all Tennessee fans going through the drive. <laughs> no offense to any potential future sponsors of this program. Arby's, if oh. you're listening, bring us a catering tray of beef and cheddars Saturday to 11th Street Garage, please. That, that chicken bacon Swiss made me feel so much better, I have to say. <laughs> and weren't there Tennessee fans in there just being like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was just crazy because the entire Arby's indoor dining was just all a sea of orange people just like, uh, I'll take the double roast beef <laughs> to go. <laughs> With a side of kill me, please. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what else we got about Ole Miss? So what do we defense miss? got to come up. Yeah, that is a good point. Screw Lane Kiffin. That's what we're missing. I Here's went back and land. I watched his press conference that night he left. and I saw that the... Twitter video of Bud Ford banging the papers on the table. <laughs> what a night. I'll never forget that night. I was in Avatar and IMAX at, at the pinnacle of Turkey Creek. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Caleb that texted me and told me that, that Kiffin was leaving. Might have not been. I went. Been. I went. To, I went down to campus that night. Joined in on the festivities. We met up. I went in later when everything was dying down to survey the damage and was not very much thoroughly disappointed in the damage, but was cool Basically. to say at least I was there that night. Um, Kyle, what did you think about the night Kiffin left? Uh, I was not there. I, w- I was in Sevierville at the time, and I was just like, I remember I was like in a in a Facebook comment conversation with somebody, and they're like, he's leaving. I'm like, there's no way he's going to leave because of this, that, and the other. And like, as soon as I like hit like reply uh, and like send, like the news broke that he left, so I deleted that comment real quick. Um, but that's just what I remember. I think it was Omar Hafiz I was talking to. Shout out to Pigeon Forge High School. Um, but this is one thing I will say about the Ole Miss game this year. I think they do get a better offense than we do. But I think we get a better defense and probably better special teams. So I'm confidently saying 
we're probably the all-around better team in this game. I think Bill C. agrees with you. Bill ESPN's, C. likes their offense more than ours. But. Yeah, ESPN's yeah. rankings uh, has us higher. Um, so it, It's definitely going to be exciting. It's exciting going to a game knowing that you should be competitive. You should be able to be in a position to win the game. I'm just... I, oh, oh, I, I've been a roller coaster of emotions this week uh, thinking... Oh, it's over. We're we're talking about checkering Nealon, and now we're doing it. Like I, oh man, I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. I've got to shut myself off from the Vol world until Saturday. Oh, but man, I'm so excited to have a chance. Well, in the great words of um, the philosopher and poet Ronaldo Swapperboy Warridge, we're in it. We're in a new lane. Forget the last one. <laughs> no turn signals, baby. Oh, man. Okay. Jesus. Well, you guys ready to get on to your weekly gripe here? No. Sure. Okay, whatever. Kyle, let's start with you, Mr. Bucket Hat, Mr. Homecoming Man, Mr. Man of the Hour. Hey, Kyle, by the way, you're getting your gifts this weekend, so save room in your carry-on luggage, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, so, my gripe. I don't really have, like, I don't really have a gripe from last time. I mean, I had a good week, so. Trains back on schedule? No. Okay. You know, but I just, I just can't do the same gripe three weeks in a row. <laughs> uh... I don't know. Everything is, you know, it is what it is. I well, I would say like I feel like I'm not gonna have fall weather because it's still like 75 degrees in New York City, and I know that it's gonna just go from 75 to like five, you know. So it's not like we're gonna have a nice cool like fall. I just know that. Oh, up in so that's New kind York of annoying. Mean. You're gonna have yeah. nice fall weather in Knoxville this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I thought you make it was beautiful today. Yeah, it should be. No. Mm. Beautiful fall. Yeah, it's going to go from, like, sweating to snow. It's going to be awful. Yeah, that's the joys of being a human being. Chris, what you griping about? Pants remain the perpetual gripe. Pants still. A week later, folks, comment down below, where does this man buy some pants? I told him last week, Stitch Fix, not a sponsor this week, or have ever been, but... Maybe someday, Chris. What do you What do you got to do? What's going on? We just have to keep trucking. More steam. We will find some pants. All right. That's it. I don't want to be too long on it. Let's go. The All Star of the gripe, Caleb. Right for both of us. Caleb, what we? Uh, okay. <laughs> this is not going to be a super gripey gripe. It is going to continue my ongoing theme of. Lawn care and my gripes, though. <laughs> and it's also somewhat of a preemptive gripe for the rest of the fall. And that is leaves. Leaves are a giant pain. They've already started falling here. I raked and bagged like four very large bags of leaves already. Just preemptively already 
very mad about it. So is this a thing that you personally care about it or does your HOA demand it? Okay, well here's the deal, Chris. Shit about leaves. <laughs> they're they're deadly to your gutters. So remember my gripe last week was about grass seed. So I'm getting my yard ready to put down the grass seed that I purchased. And so to do so, you have to get all the leaves up so that the grass seed can actually touch the dirt. And so that's why I had to rake all those leaves. Okay. <laughs> do you not have a leaf blower? Like, what? I don't have a... They, nope. I mean, they make robots for everything. Is there not like a leaf blowing robot by now or a leaf sucking up robot? Uh, we've got a lot of, you know, supply chain issues. Can't get the oh, leaf blower yeah. robots over here. Well, let's go, Brandon. Get that fixed. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my gripe for the week is I'm going to go back to, I think it was my first one, drivers. Like, just people. Get over yourselves, okay? You're not Del Earnhardt on the roads. Stop, just stop. Stop passing in the right lane. Stop being an idiot. Stop excessive speeding. And police all around our area, go set some speed traps and catch some of these fools so we can get them off the roads and calm them down. Because this is ridiculous. I'm sick of it. Kyle, when you get to town, be careful. You're running a car, right? Yes. Do you know what you Do you remember how to drive? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kia, is it still a Kia Soul? Yeah, I mean, it was the cheapest thing I got. Which I just got the small, you know, I got the well, economy. So I don't think there's a I just got, but they all, But you always go up and they're like, well, <laughs> I know you got the Kia Soul, but do you want this Navigator? And I'm like, no. Do you want an airplane? Well, no, I mean, usually they're just like, here, have this. But then they're just like, oh, that's going to be an extra, you know, $5,000. <laughs> Hey, it happens. It happens. But I'm gonna. What's gonna suck is since I don't have car insurance personally now, I'm gonna have to get the rental car insurance, which that will be like an. That will be as much as the rental car itself. Shout out to Caleb again for offering his home up to Kyle after Kyle's accommodations got taken away. That's right, Right. folks. Caleb and the missus and the the little one are. Going away to stay at a hotel, and we're going to have a house party <laughs> for the podcast Friday night. Address in the description below. Um, it's going to be a great time. Please bring food for both the party and the tailgate the next morning. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that we are at, we're going to be at the top level of 11th Street Garage. Look for the, what? How, how tall is it? 20 feet? If it's a 20-foot flagpole, it's going to have a big orange flag on it and if y'all have another flag there's another set of grommets that we can put whatever you want on it i think i have a flag somewhere we we should drive your dad's rv up there well (laughs) (laughs) tough to get to the top of 11th street a b tough for me to get out of the driveway because it's a 40 foot bus and i have no idea i don't know how he does it what, someday. Someday. Oh, anyways, it's going to be an exciting day. Um, we hope all Vol fans enjoy it. And we hope the Vols 
just show up. Just be competitive. Just show show the signs of being a competent football team and competitive football team, and I'm going to be happy. But above all, just freaking win. My gosh. I've got no expectation that they won't show up. I'm pretty confident that they're going to come out ready to play. They've been ready to play just about every game. First whether we and forever. Yeah, it feels really good. This is a weird feeling. Caleb, but I'm feeling. Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Move me. Yeah, Caleb. I'm feeling good, guys. I'm just ready to have some fun. I mean, that's that's what the week's all about. Yes. Yeah. Have fun this week. Have fun at the tailgate. Have fun at the game. We have. Hopefully, fun. we win. If not, it's okay. Oh, why don't we go ahead and check out the stadium? Oh my God, Kyle. Set these fools straight. What do we got to think about? What what mindset we got to be in? Uh, Caleb just said. <laughs> no! Just win! Screw all the extra nonsense. Uh, just go out there and win. Just score points, win. We I'm have to create scared. A I'm, I don't know how to act, how to think. I'm, I'm worried. We've been here... A couple of times where we felt like, okay, this is that game that shows us where we're at, and it's the always thing, been a letdown. The thing here, though, I feel like this time, I feel like we kind of convinced ourselves with Pruitt and Butch and maybe even Dooley, but that still felt kind of we like knew deep down that was kind of smoke and mirrors. This doesn't feel like smoke and mirrors. It feels like legitimately like progress. It doesn't feel like fake progress. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Let's keep it up. Oh, man, let's get to five and two, three and one in the conference on the year. Right. And one win away from that bowl game. Oh, baby. Let's get to Atlanta, guys. Oh, that's control the, our own destiny. Who, who said that ranked? Yeah, we received votes in the coaches poll this week on the AP, but, oh, man. If we win this, if we win Saturday, Atlanta is on the table. <laughs> okay, well they said that, not my, not me, not I. So, any, anything else? Any final thoughts? Other than go, go balls, big orange, go big orange. Go big. Can't wait to see you guys, IRL. Kyle, it's your homecoming. We'll give you the last word. What you got? Bye.